This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, a community access media station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible. The information provided or any opinions expressed in this show are of a general nature only and should not be construed or relied on as a recommendation to invest in a financial product or class of financial products. You should seek financial advice specific to your circumstances from an authorised financial advisor before making any financial decisions. A disclosure statement can be obtained free of charge by calling 0800 878 You're listening to Radio Kidnappers, the voice of Hawke's Bay. This is the programme called Canny View and it's hosted by the team from the Stewart Group right here in Hastings. It's our pleasure, as always, to have in the studio Trudy Vossen. How are you going, Trudy? I'm going great, thanks. And Sean, how are you? I'm very good, thank you. And uh, today we're here to talk about everything financial, but before we get there, what about that rugby? I know. I said I didn't want to talk about it too much in depth, but I have really got on board with the whole Rugby World Cup, Ken. I especially love Japan. I was really surprised how good they were to watch. Have you watched many of the matches? The Brave Blossoms. The Brave Blossoms. Oh, I can't pronounce their names, no. but I know which ones I like. And the good thing, of course, is they're, uh, they're coached by a Kiwi, Jamie Joseph. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can see that in the attitude. Like I said, I don't know any of the moves, but I love it because they run a lot and they pass the ball and there's not too many scrums, which is, for me, stop, start, stop, start. Yeah. Um, and I've sort of lost a little bit of interest. Um, but... What we were, I think everyone was disappointed and I was talking about in the office was all the cancellations. Yes, indeed. And their their plan B, which there didn't really appear to be a plan B, but you were talking today all about... Having a plan B, exactly. I couldn't have put it better myself, Ken. You should do this for a living. I could help you out every now and then. (laughs) Well, it it kind of is because it got us thinking about the unpredictable because I never in a million years would have thought any of the matches been cancelled and I don't know whether Mm. it's something that's happened before I thought you could just move the games but of course not thinking logistically all the supporters um, everything has to be moved Um, so I guess if you think about your own life and what sort of things can go awry a lot of the times um, the unexpected are things that you haven't even thought of and that's something that we find don't we Sean that people come along and they don't know what they don't know yeah. So you, you kind of almost need to talk to somebody to say, well, have you thought of this? Yeah. Have you thought of that? Um, an outsider's view. An outsider's view, yeah. It's very easy to get your blinkers on yeah. um, in any given situation mm. and think, right, well, I've got this sorted. And you have somebody, you come along and you perhaps show your plan to a, your financial advisor and they might come in very quickly and might say, well, what about the ownership of this? Um, what happens if XXX happens and you instantly think, well, I hadn't thought of that, like mm. with the cancellation of the matches. Um, and that's the sort of thing that we help people work, deal with. Um, and I guess it, it's always surprising to me that people haven't thought about it mm. because uh, stuff goes wrong all the time. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And yet I'm, I've spent many years being constantly surprised and um, once you start thinking about it and putting money aside for whatever it is that you know is coming along um, there's quite easy steps to put into place Uh, it takes some of that pressure off and it's a good thing I think I've said this before is um, just not burying it deep 
and thinking um, either it's too hard, too scary, I don't know what to do, it'll all be all right. Any one of those things stop people having a a conversation about it. It's just about having a contingency plan, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, a bit of a, I call it a safety net. It's the sort of thing when you're younger you have your parents for. Yes. But at some point in time you kind of need to take control of it yourself Um, and it's quite a nice position to be in to not um, have to go to your parents who will then tell you Mm. all the other things that you're doing wrong when you ask them them for money. Although is that easier said than done? I mean what you're saying now makes perfect sense of course and if you wrote it down and gave me a bit of paper with it written down think oh yes that makes sense but doesn't real life get in the way and you think okay well here you are two younger people and I presume you have mortgages and uh at the end of the day, if something comes along, you say, wow, hang on a minute, um, you know, I really don't have the resources. I don't have the plan B where I need the money to pay the mortgage, to pay the car, the kids are in school. So what's the reality with plan B, financially speaking? Well, the reality is um, is to have one rather than not to think mm. about it. And it might not be able to cover every single thing that could possibly happen because there's so many things that you, you, you can't, know that are going to happen but what it can do is give you some peace of mind around certain things like Sean was saying just having a contingency plan and knowing what resources you could need and sometimes we find people come in and um, they might not be able to do a full perhaps carry through a full plan of what might be needed but they can do some of it Sean and I think that helps them, doesn't it? Yeah, good to have a base, and you can always build on that as well. Uh, and it's about educating people mm. as well. Yeah, I, I agree, just so that then they know, and they might say, well, okay, I haven't got this in place, but I've said to whoever that if this happens, can I do XXX? Yeah. And so that's your plan. So whether it be um, insurance uh, to cover things that might go wrong, um, but we also look at other things, which is like KiwiSaver, um, uh People over, um, I don't know if a lot of people know that people over 65 can join KiwiSaver mm. now, which came in this year, which is a new thing. So at the moment, we've got record um, low interest rates for things like um, bank term deposits. So a lot of people who may have been relying on term deposits to give them an yeah. income can now look at alternatives like KiwiSaver to put there and they get much better returns. So a lot of people wouldn't even know that. So that's why if you go along with your situation, Hmm. talk to a financial advisor um, and just see what's out there for you. Talk us through what a basic contingency plan might look like. Oh, well, it's really hard to (laughs) pin... Everyone's different though, aren't they? Everyone's plan will be different and it has to suit your situation and your lifestyle at that point in time and obviously it will change as things happen in your life as well. So it's not just a set and forget plan. It's something that you need to revisit and not just leave in the fi- yeah. bottom of the filing cabinet Yeah, it's not years. quite enough to say I've, I've got my no. insurance in place or I've done my KiwiSaver, now I don't mm. need to look at it. No. Um, or if you you have investments as well. It's it's an ongoing refining mm. um, as things change in your life. Uh, we have spoken about it before, but uh, exactly what you're talking about happens, that uh, you get an insurance policy you put it in the bottom drawer mm-hmm. and you think that, okay, when I die or when I'm 65 and it matures, 
and all of a sudden, wow, it's only worth ten grand. And when I first took it out, it was worth two hundred thousand. So, so um, what's the answer to that one, Sean? I think it's about having regular reviews with your financial advisor as well, and having a good financial advisor will put the best plan in place for you. Mm. Mm. So, how often should we meet with you? Well, generally we like to review, say for instance, insurance. It could be every year or couple of years. Mm. But if anything is to change in your life, so say you have more of a mortgage, less of a mortgage, um, you change your job. If you have children. If you Mm. have children or if your children leave home, Mm. those are the sorts of things um, that would warrant a a review. Yeah. When people come to see you, what are their main worries? I mean, are they worries across the board that everyone's got or is everyone's worries different? Uh, There is general worries across the board, but there is some worries that people have more so than others, for example, around health insurance, um, if your family history is quite high chance of cancer, then you will look at a policy that has um, an exceptional exceptional amount of um, cancer drug coverage. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a really good point. That's where it is. Everyone is different. And we have some people that say, well, I've, we've got a public health system. I'm mm. prepared to yeah. sit on the waiting yeah. list. I'd rather invest in, in some other types of insurance. But like Sean said, you know, if you've got a family history of, of cancer, mm. then it's really sensible to have something in place that would cover um, perhaps things like um Non-pharmac drugs, drugs. which, you know, are quite expensive. Mm. I mean, obviously there are contingencies for hundreds of different uh, things that you could have covered by insurance of one sort or another. What are some of the main insurances that that you might say to someone, this is a no-brainer, you should have this? I would say life insurance if you've got a family and a mortgage in debt. Mm. That that would be my first thing, a a complete no-brainer. Because especially if there's just one person working, Mm -hmm. but even if two, I mean, how did... Does, if you were to lose your partner and you have children, how would you manage yeah. um, on one income? Um, plus, you've got obviously got a lot more to do. So, if you're able to clear mortgage and debt, that opens up um, your options, mm. um, and it means that you're you're more likely to be available to your your kids who are going to need you more. So, that to me is the the first no brainer. Yeah. What yeah. about that income protection? Worth having that? Yes, yes, it is, especially if. Like Trudy said, well, if there's uh, one main income earner in the family, mm. to protect their income is vitally important yeah. because the chances of being able to survive, say if you had two or three children, on a part-time wage are quite low. Yeah, yeah. Do you find that insurances are pretty low on people's list of priorities? I mean, we're going buy a house and obviously the bank might suggest that we have mortgage insurance as part of uh, the mortgage, but then... You know, for instance, I would never think about health insurance because look at me. I know. Well, how many I sick know. days have you had I've off? I've had five sick days off of my, my working life. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, um, and I would never think about taking it up, and certainly not now. Yes. But, uh, and I wouldn't really think of too many other insurances because you just don't think about them because you're living your life and you just don't think things are going to happen to you. So Exactly. And But it also, yeah, if you think about where you're at in your life and, and I guess the people that are dependent on you to perhaps somebody mm. who's in their sort of... 20s, 30s, and 40s, who who whose family perhaps would really suffer mm-hmm. if something happened and they weren't able to earn an income, or they were to pass away. Um, and I think 
pe- people are perhaps wanting to look after themselves so that they know that they've got it covered so they're not so reliant on perhaps what the state is able to provide mm. which mm. isn't um, going to be anywhere near perhaps what they've already been been used to or got themselves used to having so that they've got so many commitments mm. um, they're not able to manage on that money. Mm. I think New Zealand does have quite a an underinsurance problem mm-hmm. and a lot of the time it's something that happens to somebody else that will spark yes yeah. um, somebody to contact us somebody somebody in their family's got sick a friend has passed away and they've seen the benefit of insurance mm-hmm. and it kind of puts a light bulb on it in really their mind. It, it's such a good point Sean. Yeah. that's when people suddenly go what would what would that be like if that happened to me? Exactly. How would I manage? And I guess that's talking to our financial advisors. We'll ask all those questions. Um, and it doesn't mean that you have to have all the bells and whistles. It just means that you start thinking about how you would manage. And as as well as that, you know, um, retirement planning mm. and, and KiwiSaver, yeah. how, how to get the most out of that. I mean, we see so many people that, again, they're in KiwiSaver, they might have taken some sort of they've put it on hold so they've forgotten mm. to reactivate it so it's not being paid into and they're losing perhaps their employer mm. contribution they're in losing the government comp contribution every year and that can make a big difference sure can. um who's the worst at underinsuring themselves men or women I think that would be really difficult to say Um, because uh, in the olden days I would say it used to be often that um, men would be more insured Mm. because they were considered Mm. the income earners but these days we also know A, so many women uh, work regardless of whether there are children or not and also um, whatever um, parent takes time off, they're also a non-income earner but they're doing unpaid work so if that person wasn't there you'd have to pay somebody mm. to do it so we try and cover all bases mm. you know and yep. I, I couldn't I couldn't in fairness say who was the worst kid yeah. I like that no. <laughs> put you on the spot yeah. <laughs> at what age should we start thinking insurance I mean when you're 18 or 19 you've just left school you've come out of university you're going to get a job um, the last thing you're thinking about is going to be dying, isn't it? So, uh, at what stage should we realistically be talking life insurance or income protection? Or? I, th- I really think any age. I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean that you would have to have it, but I'd have a conversation. I mean, we've got um, some people, I mean, you know, everyone seems young to me, Ken. Yes. But, you know, <laughs> young, sort of 18, 20 or early 20s that there may be a need for. Um, so it's definitely worth considering. Mm. And I just think you need to have that conversation um, with them to know whether they've got a mortgage, um, whether they have health conditions like Sean was saying mm. um, in their family. You have to really just have a conversation. You're not To know that you're not tied into anything by having that conversation, a little bit of education doesn't do you any harm. Exactly, yeah. Is it too, ever too old? Are you ever too old to consider Insurance or looking after yourself or no. getting health insurance? Do you have to say, well, you, you know, how much is 65? Or, you know. you, you're never too old to talk to a financial mm. advisor and see if there's anything more that you can be doing. What, what might be some of your top tips to someone listening to this program that uh, will, will put them in good stead for the future with their um, backup plan? 
I would say um, looking at your KiwiSaver, mm-hmm. that's definitely. what I was going to say as well. Yeah, yeah, because oh, there's the a lot of people that are in a default fund, don't know where it is, haven't looked at the balance for X amount of time. But I think to get all your ducks in a row with that is really, really important. And really, really easy to do. Oh, and exactly. just just come in and talk to us, we'd have no problem. Yeah. So it's it's one of the easiest things um that cost people no mm. money as in you don't even need to change your contribution mm. just by being in a more appropriate yeah, fund, fund. Yes. you can have a better retirement. Exactly. And yeah, just having a base insurance plan in place. Yeah. That bit of a safety zone. A safety net that you yeah. can build on in time. If you're risk averse, um, when a lot of older people are, mm. they might not like to get out of that conservative uh, Kiwi fund. Yeah. But, it's, I mean, it's a great idea too. And I was in that for years. I just sat there and sat there. I thought, oh, well, it's gone up a dollar, it's gone up two dollars. And yeah. then when I came to see you guys and you, you uh, told me all about it and I changed to the next one up. I'm not mm. sure what that's called. Uh, the money just rocketed up. Uh, all yes. of a sudden you see the difference. Yeah. And you're, you're, did you change your contribution amount as well? Yes, I did. You did. So, And did that make a big difference to your pay packet? Like well, a noticeable? No, no that's the not. thing. That's right. Yeah. That, but, that's the thing I think people um, are probably aren't aware of. And, yeah, if people are mis- more risk-averse, then you could perhaps look at um, changing a contribution rate or just edu- being educated on the fact that you don't need to take all your mm. KiwiSaver out when you turn age 65. You can keep it in there as an investment. I mean, everyone's heard of KiwiSaver, but uh, how educated is the average Joe Blow to what KiwiSaver really is? I mean, when I started here, I think the, the guy said to me, well, uh, you're in KiwiSaver. Do you want to be in the conservative one? Balance to growth. Yeah, just yeah. Dust it. I'll just go in the conservative mm. one. Not thinking for one moment about yeah. KiwiSaver. Yeah. Then I didn't look at it, like you said, yeah. for years. Yeah. yeah. I think there <clears throat> there is a lot more to be learned about KiwiSaver mm. uh, for younger people and older people as well. It uh, depends on like you say, Ken, what uh, kind of risk profile you have. Mm. <coughs> yes, it does. So depending on the person's uh, set of circumstances and and uh, how they feel about risk, it doesn't actually have to be a risky thing. Mm. No. No. It doesn't have to be an either-or. And that's like, that's like you suggested a bit earlier, that uh, why would you put your money in the bank to get, what, 2%? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. Yeah, it's so much. And, you know, if you're over 65, um, you have access to your KiwiSaver. You can take out a little bit. You can take out um, a regular monthly amount. Mm. Um, but you've got low fees and you've got a much better um, investment than in a term deposit. As a financial advisor, uh, both of you, I mean, would you actually recommend today that people open up a savings account and put their money in the bank? Or would you say, wow, who'd want to do that? Probably you'd have to look at your options mm-hmm. to see what was out there. Mm. Yeah, But that, that wouldn't necessarily be your first, first option. No. Yeah. I mean, you're always talking about diversity and investment. Mm. Would, would that be part of what well, your diversity s- might be? Well, it could be. Um, it could be also uh, for some people who are under 65, certainly, um, I would say having a good savings plan mm. as well because obviously you can't access your KiwiSaver. Mm. It's good. I call it my emergency fund. Yes. 
um, for when those things do go wrong mm. um, before it might get to the stage where you need to claim um, on something. So, yeah, there's, there's sort of, it's one of those things I can never give you a clear cut <laughs> answer because it just depends on the circumstances. Yeah. But do know there is generally an answer for every set of circumstances, mm. and I think that's what people need to know. What about bonus bonds? You always still have people in bonus bonds. <laughs> I know, bonds. believe yeah. it or not, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And you, you really only buy bonus bonds on the chance that you might win some money. Yeah, yeah. $20 every six months probably isn't the best return that you no. can get on your investment. <laughs> That's right. No. We're just about out of time, so just remind our listeners, if we need some financial advice, where do we come? And come to us, we're Stewart Group, 204 Karamu Road in Hastings. Our number is... 06-878-8961. And for the Rugby World Cup, Sean, how many points are the All Blacks going to win the Cup by? Oh, gosh. 12. Good one. And Trudy, who's going to win it? All Blacks. How many points? I think six. I think it's going to be close. Yeah. I think it's going to be really exciting. We'll review this program up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As always, our pleasure. You look after yourselves and we'll talk to the same time, same place next time. Thanks, Thank you. you. The information provided or any opinions expressed in this show are of a general nature only and should not be construed or relied on as a recommendation to invest in a financial product or class of financial products. You should seek financial advice specific to your circumstances from an authorised financial advisor before making any financial decisions. A disclosure statement can be obtained free of charge by calling 0800 878 961. This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, a community access media station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible.